We've all heard the saying, learn to love the process. But why learn to love something? Why not create a process that is easy to love? Welcome to Peace with the Process, where I bring you professionals who specialize in the processes we incorporate to sustain consistent, healthy growth. I believe in learning from others' mistakes and successes. So I also bring on entrepreneurs who have been in the trenches and tell us how they got there and how they got out. I hope you find something in today's episode that you can apply to your own life and that you find your peace with the process along the way. Let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Peace with the Process. And today we have our process perspective episode. So what I do on these episodes is is I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into what I have going on in my life, some things that I may have uh, encountered, overcame, uh, be going through, whatever. And then I also want to do kind of a, uh, not necessarily a recap, but just my takeaways of several of the guests that we've had on the show uh, from this past month, the month of January. It's amazing. Another month under our belts, the first month of the year. I believe that puts us at our, let me take a look here. We started this thing in the tail end of September, so we've now got uh, October, November, December, and January under our belt. That's four months worth of podcast coming at you guys, and I've already got guests lined up for the month of February and some of March, so we are set to rock and roll with five months of episodes. That's awesome. That's one month away from half of a year doing this thing. That's amazing. I'm excited to have everybody who's been on the show thus far uh, and excited for everyone who I'm going to have on the show. It's exciting. It's really amazing. Okay, so before I dive into the uh, process perspective, I want to thank everyone for their ratings and reviews on the show. They go an amazingly far distance in helping the show get uh, recognized and helping get our episodes out to other individuals so that they could benefit from the different conversations that we're having. Uh, If you have not taken the opportunity to give us a rating and review, I just please kindly ask that you would take a moment right now to stop over and leave us a rating and review. Extremely appreciated. Also, if you enjoy today's episode or you come across a couple of comments that I say or uh, or some topics that perk your ears uh, or, or get your get your mind rolling and you want to uh, you know strike up a conversation there's two ways you can go about that one way is head over to the Facebook page that's peace with the process Facebook page and from there look for the teaser video that I uploaded today for today's episode and just get that conversation rolling in the comments go ahead just Pop your comment on there, and let's get some uh, let's get some discussion going. You know, did you disagree with something I had to say today? Uh, do you uh, agree with something? Do you just have your own process perspective that you want to share with everybody? That's one way. The other way is is join the group. So we do have a piece with the process Facebook group. This one is for uh, high flame, you know, heavy hitter individuals who uh, they want to make self growth 
a, uh, a major part of their lives. You know, it, it probably already is, and they just want to jump into a community filled with people who uh, who are like-minded as well. So head over to the Facebook group, that's Peace With The Process Facebook group, and fill out the questions so that you can get accepted into the group. If you don't fill out the questions, uh, you will not be admitted into the group. Uh, we just want to make sure that we are only admitting people who are willing to take <laughs> even just the, the smallest of steps, uh, and that is answering a few questions. There's two, I believe, uh, in order for you to get uh, admitted into that group. If you can't take the small step in, uh, in answering two questions, um, you know, then it's really not the place for you. So we won't even waste our time. Uh, but get involved. Uh, if it's not with my group, if it's not with, uh, with my page, you know, if this is your first time listening in or you've, or you've listened into a few episodes, we have amazing guests who have, um, you know, communities. We have uh, a plethora of opportunities on social media to get involved in communities. And that's something that I'm going to talk a little bit about today is the usage of our social media and how how we can use it to our advantage uh, because one of our guests that we had on the show was uh, Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman and he brought up an amazing point that I want to pick apart which is you know using social media to basically build um, our our future path and build our future self and it's all based on this concept of um, you know those who you hang out with those who you uh, get fuel from who you're being fed from that's that's what's that's what you're going to become um and i actually wrote an article about this i'm sure several of you have actually uh, read that article uh, maybe watched the videos and the old adage was you are the sum of five people that you uh, spend the most time with well i took a spin on that and called it you are the sum of the uh, 50 people that you follow the top 50 people that you follow and that's on social media, of course, because in today's day and age, you know, let's just be honest. Do we even hang out with five people? You know, chances are we're being heavily influenced by two or three at the most. Uh, and then everything else, all our other influences are coming from social media, what you're seeing, what you're reading, what you're watching, uh, what you're hearing, all of it. You know, we spend a lot of time on social media and, you know, I would usually say it's a bad thing. You know, but whenever Charlie starts to talk about, you know, using it as a tool, I absolutely understand it. You know, I use it to help promote the podcast, to, uh, you know, follow other people and to find amazing guests on the show. So I do use it a little bit in a uh, in a strategic sense, obviously, for for the work that I do with the podcast and, uh, you know, with the time management. Um, but of course, I get I get stuck down the rabbit hole, too. You know, guys, it's um, it, it's definitely a blessing and a curse. We're able to be connected with so many people across all the countries of the world. You know, I've had some amazing, amazing people on the show. And without social media, I would have never been in contact with them. I would have never had the opportunity to speak with some of these awesome people. You know, uh, Charlie the Spaniard Brenneman. We had uh, Blake Jameson on, Joe Rinaldi. That's just this month. You know, we've had people like... Um, you know, just to name off a few, you know, I'm not even going to do that because I don't want to leave somebody off and, uh, uh, and hurt anybody's uh, feelings. But, I mean, you know, look back at the list. Look back at all the guests that we've had on the show. Several of these people um, are people that I would never have thought that I could have been uh, in contact with. And it's all because of social media. Now, you know, that's one 
side of the coin, you know, just using it for connection purposes. But then you've also got, uh, you know, what you're feeding yourself. What is your primary use for social media? You know, basically, you want to kind of use a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, whatever. Either way. So <laughs> think about the type of food that you ingest, right? Okay, so you're going to social media. This is your food source for something. Uh, if it's primarily to stay connected with your friends, like you're actually swapping messages back and forth, um, not just passively scrolling through your social media feed, which I bet that's the primary source for what you guys are using it for. So I would call communication. I would say like that is a good healthy food. You know, you're staying connected with people. Uh, you're using it as an opportunity to uh, reach out, to check in on people, to share stories, uh, to be uplifted by other stories that uh, in communication, uh, in conversation, I think should actually be uh, the word that I use. Using it for conversation because that's an exchange of dialogue back and forth. Now, then you've got your just passively sitting there and listening uh, sitting there watching, scrolling, that's kind of like your junk food equivalent, right? So you go to social media to get fed in some form or fashion. If it's through uh, communication, dialogue, I would say that's a good healthy food source. But if you're going there to just scroll and mindlessly zip through without contributing uh, or really taking the time to soak in the content that you're that you're looking at, it's junk food, you know? And then you can break it down even further and go, okay, maybe you just want to scroll through and absorb. You know, you're not really, uh, not really sure about what it is you can you can put as far as input when you're on social media. Um, I guarantee there is something you have value and that you have something to provide uh, to any community that you put foot into. So just sit there and think about that for a second before you just completely say, well, I don't have anything to provide a value. So I just sit here and I scroll through social media. It's not true. You know, you just haven't, uh, you haven't taken the opportunity to share. I've talked about this in other uh, process perspective episodes, get out there and share everything that you are interested in. Uh, talked with a, a young gentleman uh, who was interested in just comic books, share comic books. You will find hundreds if not thousands of people who uh who are interested in, in the comic books that you're interested in you know but okay i'll get off on a tangent if i keep talking about that um so if you're just going to sit there and absorb uh you know I, I get it there's a time so if you're if you're not putting your input out there if you're not putting value out there uh you're you're most likely absorbing that's okay if you are absorbing pay close attention to what you are absorbing you know, take the opportunity to think about what it is you're looking at, what it is you're listening to, what it is you're watching, uh, reading, etc. And think about how that makes you feel. Think about the feeling that it promotes in you and then think about the action that it promotes in you after you've looked at it and, and moved on. You know, so if it's making you feel uh, sad, and I talk about this in the article, so I'm just kind of regurgitating this, but you know, if, if, if what you're looking at is making you sad, but what it is, is it's a video that plays that sad music in the background with the dogs and they're all in the pound and it's, you know, and the, and the feeling it's giving you is sadness and the action that it's promoting in you is that you want to go out and adopt a dog. You want to go out and save that little puppy, you know, then there's really no, 
I think it's pretty safe to say that there's, you know, there's no detriment to your character that's happening there. You know, so, but then turn around and look at like a, um, a scenario where you're on a diet, you know, you've been on this awesome diet and you follow a food network page that's constantly posting. It's a dessert food network page. So you're getting posts that you're skimming through about cheesecake and apple pie and pecan pie and uh, all these delicious, amazing looking desserts uh, but you can't have them because you're on a diet not that you can't have them you've chosen not to have them because you're on a diet because no one's going to stop you from going out and getting a slice of apple pie let's just go ahead and and, uh, and make that ob observation right there so but what that does is that makes you feel jealousy maybe and then that feeling the action that it leaves you with is well screw this diet I'm just going to go have one slice of pie, and then I can get back on it. So there's several different ways to look at this, but just think about it. That's, I guess that's your literal junk food. But think about it. You know, What is it making you feel? What is the action that it's provoking in you after you've seen it, heard it, you know, watched it, whatever? Um, and think about it. Is it benefiting you or is it hurting you? Uh, and it, neither one may be extremely obvious at the time. So, you know, take a look at it. I would say pick something that is moreover obvious um, and get rid of it or hold on to it. You know, start using your social media as a way to design your future path, design your future self. So when we talk about that, so that's just the, talking about the uses. How are you using your social media? Then we talk about you know, building that path, building that uh, future self. Again, we go back to the adage of you are the sum of the top five people you spend the most time with. And then we flip that and say it's the top 50 that you follow on uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, Twitter. And what you see is what it's going to affect you, right? You know, what you hear, it's going to affect your perspective. Um, if somebody's on social media and they're talking about how crappy the economy is right now you know the economy is just horrible you can't do business in this economy and it's just ridiculous to do this and it's just too hard to do this and i don't understand how people can think this way or this and that this and that it's negative 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 all right so chances are if you're following 50 people that are just like that guy you are those guys plain and simple you are what you follow. You are what you eat. Again, we're using uh, this metaphor of the food and and what we're what we're taking in. You know, I told you guys my uh, my word for the year that God gave me during my uh, during my vision night was nourishment, and the and the verse that He gave me was something along the lines of you know do away with all the evil, and uh, and come back and realize that the pure spiritual milk of God's word uh, is what you need for a strong foundation for your nourishment. So I see that in so many different areas of my life. You know, uh, that's just kind of how the divine works. Uh, you know, he opens your eyes up to all these amazing things. So think about that, you know, what is it, what is it that you're ingesting when you're on social media? And Think about how it's going to leave you going in the future. So you can set yourself up for success by following people who are where you want to be, who are who you want to be. I don't say that to say that you should 
be just like someone else, but I mean, take bits and pieces from somebody that you admire from, uh, from the type of person that you want to be. And, you know, that's, that's what makes you, you chances are you probably are a pretty big chunk of your parents. And that's not necessarily 100% genetics that causes that, you know, there's people who have, uh, have step parents you know i've got a stepfather as well and i see myself having tendencies phrases that i say that are uh, that are you know something he would say and you know we don't have it we don't share any genes between the two of us so just know the more time you spend with people the more time you spend on social media uh, the things that you see watch and follow become part of who you are and that's just natural that's why you need to be very very careful about who it is you're following um you know, and who it is you're looking up to, who it is you're uh, taking from, learning from, and making sure that you're putting up blockers, which is actually leads to a, a very great segment into our guest that we had on the show uh, after Charlie, which is Blake Jameson. Great name, by the way. And, um, you know, he, he, he admit he emitted a lot of confidence when he was on the show. And that's not something that, you know, we, we, exactly pinpointed on during the conversation this was something that i just kind of pulled from our conversation after having listened and listened to it the the second time around but he had a lot of confidence in himself you can hear it in his voice you can hear it whenever he uh changes directions or uh, or turns back and readdresses something that uh, that was said during our conversation because he's firm in what he believes and it's you know that's just it helps with having boundaries. You know, there's there was a conversation that Blake and I had where he mentioned about uh, how he does business. Uh, it's either free or it's full price, and full price is not cheap. You know, so just before I go all the way into mine and Blake's conversation, taking that confidence side of what Blake and I talked about, be confident in the type of people that you allow in your life. Be confident by putting up a blocker and being firm in accepting invitations. Say no. Exercise that no muscle. If we say yes to every invitation we have, then we're just going to be one big cluster pot of uh, personalities. And then that's when you get into I don't know who I am uh, because you're just adapting to everything else around you rather than understanding who you are and what you believe and putting up barriers to protect yourself from things that com- that that completely contradict. Now, of course, I know you guys are smart. There's understanding between what I'm talking about and you know that when I say to block out conflicting ideas and uh, and ideologies that what I mean is is when they're detrimental to what you believe when they when they can when they combat it so much um that it has the ability to negatively affect your character in the long run okay now if you're just exchanging ideas with somebody and they disagree with something you have to say that is not the end all be all do not block them out of your circle you know don't just straight up kick them out use some common sense if it's just one thing that you don't agree on chances are you already have friends that you have a thing or two uh, probably even more that you don't agree on but there's something between the two of you that you heavily agree on and that's what keeps you close together so just think about that but also understand how heavily you value whatever the concept is that you disagree on you know if uh, if you disagree on one of your other relationships you know you think that uh, you should have a strong relationship with an individual and one of your friends thinks you shouldn't, 
you know, that may be something that you need to make some clear boundaries. They're probably not healthy for your other relationship. Think about it. Maybe you should drop that other relationship because your friend and yours is, uh, is more healthy. Think about in terms of yourself. You know, if you have someone who's always impeding on your personal time, it's time to set up some boundaries and say, hey, look, this is my time to do this for myself. And I can't keep dropping this to, to go out with you and, and, uh, and to do what, what you have going on. We can do that, but not, you know, not at the uh, expense of my personal time. So we're getting into kind of another realm there. But let's move into mine and Blake's conversation. You know, my perspective from that is, you know, the confidence that's needed to demand respect. It, it was very apparent in Blake and I's conversation, and it really has me... Uh, thinking about some of the ways that I do things, you know, am I, am I entirely confident in, you know, my, my personal value? It's good to think about it because sometimes we can just passively be walking through life and thinking that you are when you maybe need to put a further magnifying glass down on top of it. And, you know, just double check yourself. Are you underselling yourself um, or maybe are you overselling yourself? I don't want to get it twisted and say, you know, overconfidence is okay because it's not. Uh, if you're if you're being over overly confident is ultimately cockiness. Um, I've been accused of both. So I've had to have I've had periods of my life where I've had to double check the way that um the way that I come off in conversations or, you know, in some cases it was the quality of my work. I have to make sure that you know, I'm, I'm not too overconfident in what I'm doing and that I take myself back to the basics. Let's go back to the basics. Let's learn some of the fundamentals again and make sure that I'm still firing on all cylinders um, and then get some advanced training. And I know I'm kind of talking in terms of, um, you know, career type type things, but think about it in terms of, um, you know, your communication skills. You know, are you are you communicating effectively, or do you have some nuts and bolts that you need to tighten up? There's courses out there for you to take. There's books for you to read. Tighten that up. Don't be so overly confident that um, that you think you can communicate with everybody out there, and then wonder why uh, someone isn't connecting with you, uh, and think that it's their fault. Because chances are it could be your fault. So there's a good balance in being confident, not being cocky. They always say there's a fine line between. Uh, confidence and cockiness so just be aware of that as well you know don't be afraid to go back to the basics don't be afraid to seek further learning and further development but also don't be afraid to set a standard for yourself a standard for your value um, don't be afraid to put your foot down um, you know do get a consensus you know what i mean don't just take one person's word for it um Unless you have reason to believe that that one person, uh, that one person's opinion is so heavily valued that you should, you know, rethink who you are and what you are. I don't think that that's the majority of the, uh, of the instances, you know, so get a consensus. If you hear something from someone that contradicts what you've been thinking about yourself, it contradicts what you've thought about how much you value or how much you're worth, you know, go get a consensus, get together with some people who you trust to tell you the truth say hey i heard this from somebody um does this seem like something that's true to you you know so and so said hey i'd come off like an a-hole you know do you guys think that i come off like an a-hole 
you know, if they're true, good friends, they'll tell you the truth. <laughs> and I would probably ask them individually. Don't ask them all in, all in a group. Uh, you know, it's just things like that, you know, or, Hey, you know, so-and-so said that my writing sucks. You know, do you guys agree? Do you guys think that my writing sucks? You know, do you have any tips for me? Uh, and again, do it individually. Don't gather them up in a group and have them just shotgun blast you with all of their opinions. It might be hard for you to take. And also you might get some filtered feedback because some individuals aren't going to want to speak up when they think that your other friend over here or your other buddy over here, um, you know, might be trying to save face uh, and they're trying to give you the very blunt end of the, of the information. So just think about that too. And then we've got uh, Joe Rinaldi in our conversation. I really enjoyed our conversation as well. I think there were a lot of really good things in there. Now, the, the our episode is uh, it's titled Hindsight and Foresight Over Eyesight. So we talk a lot about you know the lessons that are learned when going through uh, going through adversity. You know, because he's uh, he's definitely someone who understands that as somebody who whose blindness is consistently getting worse to where one day he will eventually become blind. Um, you know, based on based on his knowledge of uh, of the situation of the diagnosis and things like that. Um, I certainly pray that that is not the case. I pray that he uh, he has a full recovery and that this is something that he can talk about and uh, and be a testimony to. Um, but regardless, he has a he has an experience that not many people uh, have the opportunity to have. I truly believe he's being used for that experience, um, you know, which is taking what most people would think as uh, a horrible situation or a rough, tough situation, something that is taxing on your body and mind, and then turning it around and using it to your advantage. So much to the point that he has actually created tough times to strengthen himself. You know, we don't live in an age where we're tested as much as some of our past generations probably were. Uh, you know, like when we can go back to, uh, you know, like caveman days. We're not, we're not required to go out and hunt for our food where you might be attacked by a lion while you're trying to, to take down a gazelle, you know, and there's a ton of skills you need to hone. Uh, and there's a ton of experiences that you're going to go through when you're out hunting that is going to shape you and strengthen you. We don't really have things like that unless we put ourselves in that situation. It has become extremely easy for us to simply exist and be provided with all of the needs that we have to have in order to survive. You can literally sit on your couch, never get up even once, because you can hire, you can, you can have a job that you make all of your money on the computer, and you can have that laptop sitting on, sitting on top of your big old legs, typing away, making your money, and then you can hire a, a housemaid, someone who's going to walk around, clean up after you and bring you your food and you can also get on the internet and have somebody bring the food to your door you don't have to leave your house in today's day and age and then if you don't like what's in front of you you can pop on some vr glasses and and get transported to a different world and only take them off to fall asleep at night in order for you to get some rest and wake up and do it all over again we are extremely protected is what i'm getting at 
and we actually have to create rough taxing situations in order to strengthen ourselves because I don't have to, um, you know, my job, I can hop into a car and drive to work. I don't have to uh, go snap a branch off of a tree, you know, figure out how to turn that into a bow and arrow and then run barefoot through the jungle to get my food. You know, like I don't have to toughen up my feet so that I can run whenever I need to run and not worry about, you know, being tender footed. I don't have to uh, darken up my skin so that whenever I'm out in the sun all day long, you know, work in the field or, um, you know, out gathering resources that I don't burn my skin. You know, there's so many things, but there may come a time where we need to do that. You know, I, I want a home garden, you know, so, but I don't have to. That's the whole deal. Like, you don't have to. You can have everything provided for you with little to no effort. Um, but in my opinion, it's also little to no reward. Um, I don't, I don't want to live like a zombie. And if you're listening to this, you certainly don't either. So think about that. What are some things that you can do to really strengthen yourself? Put yourself through some adversity. You know, if you're going through adversity, identify it, identify what are going to be some strengths that you're going to come out the other side of this adversity with having gone through what you're going through. What is, what are you going to be better at now that you weren't before, you know, if you hadn't gone through this, you know, what would you have not developed? Uh, And it could be anything, you know, if you're going through uh, working from home instead of, uh, instead of working at the office and that's not something that uh, that you're used to or that you particularly like you know what happens if another pandemic comes along i mean ultimately you'll be better equipped you know you'll know how to set up uh, boundaries for your uh, your family to make sure that you're more productive you know i hope these are some things that that you're able to pull out of the experience and that we're not just sitting down and uh, accepting defeat um, and just screaming this sucks the whole way through because that's that is absolutely not what uh, peace with the process is all about you know what I mean uh, peace with the process is identifying the adversity that you're going through identifying ways that you can make it better so that you can have that peace you know we may go through seasons where our peace is um, it's combated there's something externally that's trying to uh, that's trying to take that away from us, but we are, you know, we we're going to persevere, and we're going to find out what is it that I can do to overcome this situation, to make it work to my advantage. You know, the Bible says that all weapons uh, formed against you shall not prosper. You know, any weapon formed against you shall not prosper. It will be used. Any any weapon used for your for your downfall will be the tool for your uprise. You know, so think about that. We've been given everything we need to live uh, a godly and righteous life, and to me, that means just as equally that you've been given everything to succeed, because that is that's that's success. Um, we've been given everything we need to succeed so we can stand up 
we can be going through adversity. We can identify the tools and the resources needed to change our situation for the better, to change our character for the better, to mold ourselves for the better. So break it down into the small things, you know, taking cold showers. So after <laughs> after Joe and I got off that conversation, I started taking cold showers straight up. And um, I remember messaging, messaging him about it. Uh, he, he's just a, he's a very supportive guy. Um, and, you know, telling him, hey, man, I want to I want to say I appreciate you, you know, having me take cold showers. And I thought it was amazing because then I had uh, I had went on a trip and uh, with a couple of friends and, you know, told them about taking cold showers. And I think I actually, you know, inspired that friend to start taking cold showers. Um, and it's really not so much for the health benefits as it is for the mental fortitude that we're creating. Putting yourself through a situation that you don't have to go through in order for you to be more ment mentally capable. Because in this game of life, you don't know what's going to happen. Just as easily as you can sit on your couch with your laptop making your wealth to pay for your maid and to have all your food delivered and you know spending a life off in VR. Just as easy as it is to do that. Just as easy it is as it is to neglect the world around you. Just as easily is it for the world around you to come crumbling down and leave you with none of that, right? What happens if Y2K actually happens? You know, internet, everything shuts down. Uh, your job is gone. So now, now you're 280 pounds, you know, maybe you're 300 pounds overweight because you never got up off the couch and now you have to figure out how you're going to get a job well you don't fit through the front door <laughs> okay maybe it's not that bad you know but still you've you haven't walked on your legs in so dang long that you stand up and you fall right down so you've got to be wheelchaired well you don't have any money so you lose your maid and you never learned how to cook you know um you never bought a car because you never needed to leave your house and you don't have the money to buy a car so now you have to ride a bike. Well, you can't even stand up to ride a bike. You know, like it, it compounds over and over and over again. So think about the things that we've submitted ourselves to, to comfort, because there's little things. As much as we bring up the, um, you know, we bring up the cold shower or we go for a run, because in all honesty, guys, unless you're playing a sport and getting paid and that's your job, like your NFL or soccer league, whatever. Uh, there is absolutely zero reason for you to go out and run except to strengthen yourself. You know what I mean? Um, except to allow yourself some of the other amazing things that life has to offer. What I mean is there's no survival reason for you to be out and running. That's what I mean. There's other values that you can relate that to. I've talked about it before. I run so that I'm physically capable to hang out with my son whenever he gets here so we can run around and play. But you know, there's no survival reason for you to go out and run. You're not nothing is chasing you. Nothing you don't have to chase anything. Um, you know, that's there's no reason for you to do that. So we we decide, okay, I'm going to go run because I want to strengthen myself. Well, what are some comforts that you've probably allowed yourself in life that if, you know, crap hits the fan, that that comfort that you've 
been able to indulge in for so long is going to be a negative for you. So, I mean, one thing that I can think of with these cold showers um, and running outside, no matter the weather here lately, the weather has been cold. You know, there have been situations where, um, you know, I've been outside and it's been freezing cold and I can handle it a little bit better than the people that are around me. You know, they're like, oh my gosh, let's go inside. It is freezing cold out here. Or, oh my gosh, how much longer are we going to be out here? I'm freezing. Well, me, I'm just like, I mean, yeah, it's cold, but it's not that cold. You know, I can, I can handle it. Well, it's because I decided to take cold showers. I've been conditioning my body to cold, conditioning my mind to understand that I can stand here in this cold for much longer than I used to think that I really could. Um, I've ran three miles out in the freezing rain. So, I mean, standing here with the sun shining, and even though it's freezing cold, this is definitely not any worse than running three miles in freezing rain, you know? So what you do is you push yourself to this point where there's now a, a, a tick mark in the extreme level. So on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, you know, uh, Appalachian mountains, freezing cold, snowy, snot freezing, icicles from your beard and whatnot. And then one being, I don't know, Somebody left the window open on a, on a, on a, on a cold day, um, you know, and you got to turn that off. Or maybe the AC, I guess one would actually probably be, one would probably be the ACs on too low. And you've got it on 67 when the ideal temperature is, you know, 69 or 70 degrees. So where is your tick mark at? Is your tick mark at five? You know, can you step outside with a really nice jacket on and, you know, maybe some some heated gloves and you can hang out outside or you can go do the work that you need to do outside? Or is your tick mark at seven where you can be outside in the freezing rain and be able to withstand it in order to do whatever it is you're outside to do? I mean, I I guess that's something to kind of, um, you know, take into consideration as well. What are some of the situations that can arise in your life that you might have to experience you know we can get very unrealistic with it or we can be um extremely realistic you know, just think about some of those i don't want to sit here and spend too much time thinking about all the different scenarios that we could possibly come into contact with but i think it's worth giving thought on you know write it down in your journal what is something you feel unprepared for what is something that you feel you could prepare better for you know, think about that. I'm not talking about like doomsday prepping and stuff like that, but it's just being smart. It's not being fearful because I don't have a spirit of fear. I don't. And it's not being, um, it's not being irrational. It's just understanding that we have the ability to equip ourselves. And if we don't take that opportunity, then we are, we are the weaker links, you know? And I think we need, we need to be equipping ourselves to endure the unexpected. All right, cool. <laughs> I'm glad you guys are catching on to that, um, or that you that you're appreciating it. If you do appreciate it, be sure to head over to the to the Facebook page and uh, and drop a comment on the uh, on today's teaser video. I want to hear your thoughts on this. You know, what's something that that you thought of whenever we talked about? 
these situations that might arise uh, or you know what let's go ahead and give me some examples of some situations that came up just in 2020 i think there's plenty of content there to talk about what were some things that came up that your comforts of life uh, gave you the uh, the underhand for whenever you had to encounter them uh, when circumstances changed you know or give me give me some examples of things that you've been strengthening yourself for 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 years or months uh, or even just a few days and something happened in 2020 that you actually got to use that skill you know what i mean maybe it's maybe it was cooking maybe it was how to build a campfire and you actually had to do that i would love to hear some situations where somebody was just so put out that they had to do all these types of survival stuff i know they'll probably be very small situations but Honestly, you know, if you didn't know how to cook and you were so used to going out to the restaurant all the time and COVID happened and all your restaurants got shut down and, you know, you've, you've never cooked. Maybe you've just, maybe you went through four or five days of just burning all your food and eating crap food until you learned how to cook. You know, that was something that you realized, man, I better figure out how to cook because if this S hits the fan again and I got to i gotta cook all my meals again you know i'm gonna be in a rough spot because this food is disgusting because i burnt all of it you know some something little like that i think uh i think that would strike up some really good conversation and i want to hear about it i want to hear some things that you've got because you might spark in me something that i need to do um to make sure that i'm getting better at which cooking is is it's on it's on my list you know i I'm doing a little bit of cooking. I can cook enough um, to feed myself. I'll put it that way. I can cook my chicken, my beef, and all that. I can feed myself. Making it taste great, not a priority for me. <laughs> food is uh, food is fuel. That's how I always view it. Um, unless I'm going out to eat and I'm, I'm paying somebody for it, uh, then it better taste good. <laughs> I, can pay, I can pay six bucks for a pack of chicken and, uh, and cook it decently salt and pepper throw it in the throw it in the oven have some uh have some baked chicken boom easy eat it with some ketchup good to go but if i go out and i spend 40 bucks on dinner then uh, it better taste good it better be amazing it better not just be seasons thrown into the oven (laughs) um so you know now i want to kind of transition into uh, some of what i've experienced through uh through the month of january and uh, some of those, I'm actually going to write an article about one that I'm just recently experiencing. So I don't want to dive into it too, too much. Um, you know, but my, uh, my, my grandfather-in-law, so my wife's grandfather, um, was recently on life support. And the family came together and made the decision um, to go ahead and take him off of life support. So we went up to the hospital and spent uh, some time saying goodbye, spent some time with the family. And... Uh, you know, once you take once you take someone off life support, they don't always immediately uh, they don't always immediately pass. And so he actually, we're just you know we were waiting for for his vitals to drop. Um, all the doctors and nurses and everything, everybody's saying that you know it's it's definitely going to happen, but sometimes it can take a while. We didn't know how long it would take, so we decided we wanted to stay and we wanted to be there with um, with everybody together while they uh you know while we just kind of waited so that that way when it happened uh, and those who were very close to him uh, we could be close to them and show our love and our support uh, during that time because it's very different to be uh to be uh, looking at someone you love uh, and say goodbye 
you know, and, and see them breathing and see them breathing life and then to receive the news, um, you know, that they, that the moment has finally come, that they have passed. So, um, and as, as of this moment, as this exact, exact moment that I'm recording this podcast, I have not received any news that he has passed yet. And it's been, uh, it's been almost, I want to say 48 hours. Um, so very, very strong man. Um, but we stayed up at the, at the hospital, um, with COVID going on. They only let two people in at a time. I think we had almost 10 or 12, uh, family members who were up there that we were taking turns going, uh, in and out. Um, so we ended up staying, staying overnight, sleeping in our cars in the parking lot, stayed up late, pulled out some lawn chairs and talked, you know, talked about good memories and things like that. Um, but during that time I was reading a, a book. I don't have, I don't have the book right here in front of me, but it's, uh, I think it's fit soul by Ben Greenfield. And what a great book because in a great time, at least for the first, I think second or third chapter in there, he talks about, um, you know, the people, the relationships that you have cultivated in your life, the people that you have treated well, uh, who you have loved, those, those people are all that is left for you in those final weeks of your life. If you're fortunate, I say fortunate, I don't know. Uh, in some, I know some circumstances it could be unfortunate. Um, sometimes we leave this world abruptly and, you know, it's immediate. You don't get a chance to say goodbye. You don't get a chance to, uh, um, you know, to, to think about things. You know, some, some instances that may be a good or a bad thing. Um, you know, but those instances where we find ourselves faced with saying goodbye to this world, um, you know, meeting, meeting our God and, you know, hearing the final decision on, on where we get to spend eternity. That's a lot to take in. And I guarantee you, I can guarantee you that, um, I know I won't be, I won't be thinking about how much money I've spent. I won't be thinking about how much money I have saved up. I won't be thinking about uh, the tangible items that I wasn't able to acquire uh, in the last few weeks of my life. I won't even really be thinking about the, the experiences that I had. Because there's something about the connection with another human soul. Another, another, another spirit, you know, to, to get connected with you. There's something about love. There's something about friendship, camaraderie, all of that, that we, that we share with someone. And to think about that being the only thing that is going to be there for you during those last weeks. The only thing that's going to follow you to the hospital because your Mercedes Benz isn't going to start itself and drive itself up there uh, and sit with you in the waiting room and comfort you. Uh, no one's going to put you in a wheelchair and take you downstairs and out the front door to, uh, to sit on the front stoop of your mansion, uh, you know, to, to make you feel better. And it won't make you feel better, even if you had enough money to pay somebody to do that for you. I don't believe that it would make you feel better in the grand scheme of things. You know, if it's the last week, maybe it'll make you feel better for half a day. But then I believe the other half, you are going to be looking for something better. And I believe that 
the relationships, the people that we impacted in our lives, the people that we had the opportunity to share our experiences with, that we had the opportunity to share our wisdom with, to share our knowledge, to share what we knew, um, and to share our love. I think that is one of the most valuable things. You know, when I go back to some of the guests that I've had on the show who talk about relationships being extremely important, I, I cannot agree. I would say it's the most, one of the most important. It is the most important, not one of. It is the most important thing that we could put our energy into in this life. I hear people talking about it in conversations all the time. You know, um, what happens at work happens at work. Things go bad, things go bad. You can be dead broke um, and still be living on cloud nine with your family and your kids. Um, you know, it's it's just something that we all need to make sure is being put under a magnifying glass and not just passed through. You know, people who are who are self growth driven, and Joe and I actually talk about this on our Joe Rinaldi and I on our on our podcast a little bit, just a second in there. You know, when we get caught up in growing ourselves, we can inadvertently neglect some of our relationships in life. So really, really be sure that you're putting a magnifying glass on your relationships this week, um, at the least. You know, if uh, if you want to take away from today's episode, it's Write a list of everyone that you know and start reaching out to them. You know, just get connected with them. Share something with them. Encourage them. Um, you know, build a bond. You know, maybe take that list, narrow it down, and, uh, and figure out, you know, uh, who do you care about so much that you're willing to, uh, that you're willing to drop everything. Uh, if that that individual would be the one who comes in and sits at your bedside, you know, so keep that into in, in perspective, and um, you know, I'll, I'll write an article about uh, about that experience because I think it's something that needs to be shared with the world. I think it's something that needs to be magnified so that we can make sure that we're magnifying our relationships, um, and definitely think about. You know, not just uh, not just our earthly relationships, but our divine relationships. At the end of the day, you're going to be wondering uh, if you don't already know, if you're not already confident um, that there's a that there's a heaven and a hell, and which one you're going to. Um, think about your relationship with, with the divine. Think about your relationship with God, Jesus. You know, that's something that uh, I I put over any other relationship, absolutely, um, because when that final moment comes, that's going to be the moment. Then I'm going to start asking those, you know, asking those important questions. And if I didn't have them answered earlier on in life, like I do now, I'm, I have a very good confidence uh, on what I need to do in order to uh, to keep on the right path um, and make sure that um, that me and God are good, and to make sure that uh, that our our love for each other stays nourished because it is. It's a relationship. It's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not a. You know. He's just—he's not just going around telling everybody what to do and when to do it. And if you don't do it, then you're going to hell. It's a relationship. You can do everything right uh, and still not get into heaven because he says, um, "You know, depart from me, for I never knew you." It's a relationship. You know, you might do everything right, but do you have a relationship with him? So, 
Take some time to think about that, guys. Let me know what you thought about today's episode in the comments on the Facebook page. And if you want to dive into this deeper, then head on over to uh, the Peace with the Process Facebook group. Sign up to join that group. Answer the questions. I'll let you in. We can have a further discussion about this and any other any topic that I pinpointed on today's episode. If you want an opportunity to work with me one-on-one, you want to get clear on what you value, you want to take those values and structure them to uh, give you direction on where you need to start going in life, where you need to start moving, and then you want the tools and the knowledge to structure all of that together and package you up basically uh, the right shoes, the right, the right pants, shirt, backpack, the right hat for the journey. I want to work with you. I want to help you out with that. Um, not everybody's going to have the same shoes. Not everyone's going to have the same backpack. Not everyone's going to have the same things in their backpack when they're going on this journey in life. So don't think that this is some cookie cutter deal that I can just hand over to you and, uh, um, you know, and, and you can just fill in the blanks. Um, it's not really like that. Um, you know, we need to take some time to really think about your circumstances, your situations, what you value, what you care about in life, because that's the only way this actually works. Um, but let's get together and then we can talk about how to structure your journey, how to map it out. Um, and there's really, it doesn't map out very far. We can only map out as far as we can see. And, but we can, we can continue to map out. We can continue to look at the road ahead and adapt in order to make it through new terrain. And I want to help you do that. I really, truly do. So if you would like an opportunity to work together, let's, uh, let's get connected. Reach out to me. You can go to uh, thepeacewiththeprocess.com. Go to our website. You can scroll all the way down to the bottom and fill out the Contact Us form. And in the uh, comment section there, just put, um, I want to work with you one-on-one, or I'm interested in uh, you know, figuring out what I value, You know, anything. We don't have to do the, the whole thing together. If you just want to learn a piece of it and then, uh, and then go off on your own, by all means, let's do it. Um, or you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and if you're not on Clubhouse, uh, holler at me. I've got some invites. Uh, I, I did gain some invites from the last time I brought this up. So uh, if you're interested in getting on Clubhouse, I do want to start doing um, some more things on Clubhouse. I really think that a lot of people are going to start moving to that platform. There's a ton already. Uh, there's rooms with over uh, 500, over 1,000 people in them uh, where you have some amazing people who are speaking about some awesome conversations. Um, and I want to open that up to our listeners so that we can have kind of some uh, uh, some Q&A sessions. Um, it's something that, uh, that I have on my to-do list to do, um, but I haven't quite, uh, hasn't quite come up on the priority list yet. I have a few other things that have taken priority at this time, uh, but we will be looking at having uh, some clubhouse hosted rooms where I would love to have a conversation with uh, our guests. And if you want to ask me some questions about, uh, you know, uh, getting clear on what it is you value, some some questions about what it is you can do to, uh, to fill your backpack up and get ready for the journey, uh, or what it is you can do to overcome the next terrain that you foresee uh, coming up on your journey. I would love to answer those questions. Um, and I hope to have some of our guests on there too so that we can have some Q&A uh, for those guests. So all theoreticals right now, but um, just some really great things to look forward to. And uh, I look forward to hearing from all of you guys on the uh, on the socials uh, and uh, and out there on Clubhouse.
Thanks for listening in to another episode of uh, Peace with the Process uh, and the Process Perspective brought to you by yours truly, Blake Gann. See you guys next time.